0: One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin & Bullion. Buying and selling gold, silver, platinum, and palladium bars and coins. And rare and collectible coins. We also buy gold scrap and sterling flatware. If you wish to buy or sell any of these items, please call 402-327-2853 for an appointment. One shot, one life, helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot. One shot, one life. And now, welcome your host, best selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad. Doug Fitzgerald on 1400 and 99.3 KLIN.
1: Well, welcome to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're all excited to be here. We got a studio full and we are having a good time. Everybody's dancing. Of course, Josh, you already have life. You're already known now as an icon here for your dance. <laughs> oh, an icon. Moves. All right, I'll yes. take it. So executive icon, so we're gonna <laughs> yes. we're going to rename you. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. And also, if you're on Facebook, thank you so much for being here as well. want to thank our Facebook producer. Johnny Cadillac actually is taking the reins fully today, like you are it. So we're excited about having John here taking care of that. We appreciate it. He gets the feed out to the world. And then uh, also thanks to our executive producer, Josh Floyd, executive producer. Executive producer icon. Yeah, icon. Yes. Dance icon, though. we got to throw that in. <laughs> yeah. Well, today's show is a really good one. Uh, back in 2016, I asked 92 of my really good friends and colleagues this question. What do you worry about that keeps you up at night? And we they came back with just really authentic, real, raw answers, and I appreciated that and humbled by that. But we compiled those answers, and faith was one of the top six things that people worried about. So Josh Floyd executive icon producer <laughs> out of the top six areas where do you think faith ranked
2: oh boy
1: one to six say... where the most that they were that they worried about
2: yeah i remember money was one money's number one so i'm gonna go i think i'm gonna go third it boom we need the we need the sound
1: effects ding 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 you're all right. <laughs> Uh, i on that. Faith was the third top area that people struggled. So today we're going to talk about faith. Now, maybe you're curious about uh, to know what faith actually is. Maybe you struggle with knowing God's will for your life. Maybe you worry about your kid's faith or lack of it, or maybe you've even been turned off by faith altogether, um, or possibly you wonder why in the world people are treating each other so bad and meanly in our culture today, and can faith play a part in bringing people back together? We have just the guest to help us with these and our other faith questions. Today, we have in the studio Josh Luce. Josh is here right now. He's Associate Lead Pastor, at Berean Church here in Lincoln. Um, now, he's been a full time pastor for 22 years. Uh, here's the thing, though he's a really, really good man. He's a good uh, husband, father, pastor. And to me, the perfect person to bring on to have a raw, transparent, and non judgmental discussion about faith. And talk with us about the topic of how to know God's will for our lives, among many other things. So, if you want to call or text by chance to the show, simply jump on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400. We'll do our best to get you on or to get your comments on the air. And if you know somebody who can relate to today's topic and think might be interested, have them tune in. Now's the time to reach out to them, to get them on live. You can get them uh, checking us out on kln.com or 1400 a.m. here in Lincoln or 99.3. And then in the future, when we get everything done with this show, you can hear us on podcasts wherever you catch them. Now, a quick update for our show, the next couple of weeks, obviously with Husker football, if we have a game that falls anywhere within the realm of our show time, um, we get preempted. So next Saturday, we will not have a show. And then on Saturday, October 23rd, really excited to be able to, in, to be in Columbus, Ohio and doing the show live there uh, with Kerry Oberbrunner. Kerry is the owner and CEO of Igniting Souls Publishing Agency. He is also a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author. Um, He puts on this conference every year. Actually, it's where Josh Luce and I actually met. We'll have to talk about that here in a second. Um, But he also puts on the Author Elite Awards Ceremony. It's an international awards um, program um, where thousands of people from across the world enter to get the coveted award. Now, uh, we're going to do the show live there in front of a studio audience. We're going to see how that goes. All right. Um, but here's the other cool thing. I'm going to be there, uh, helping co-MC the author elite awards with my dear friend, Lisa Mosier and Lisa is a former, uh, miss Ohio, former Mrs. international. And, uh, we're just going to have a good time there. So, uh, tune in again, it's Saturday, October 23rd, and we're excited to be able to be there. Now here's what Carrie's going to talk about. Most people I talk to would love to write a book. They just don't know how to go about it. And so he's going to talk about how to write your book how to get it published, and then once you do that, how do you turn it into several streams of income? And I've utilized his system for several years now and uh, with great success, and that's why I'm going to have him on because we only put people on uh, the show who have proven plans or that I trust fully. And uh, so uh, Kerry's going to be here. Now, last week's show was really fun. We had recording artist Madison Watkins uh, from American Idol. On the show, it was great. Again, that's where we got to see Josh dance again uh, during her, uh, ep- uh, you know, during her song, uh, her latest single that she had. Uh, now, here's the cool thing: if you missed the show, you can go back to our podcast and check it out. Plus, you can go on Facebook Live at 1400 KLN and watch it as well. But the cool thing is, is Josh, you and Kenny Larrabee, our digital director here at Broadcast House, have worked really hard behind the scenes. Uh, to get us on all podcast platforms, so I wanted you to talk more about that. How can people find us, and then how you know how can they listen to us on podcasts?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, like for the for the folks that are very familiar with listening to podcasts, um, whatever your favorite podcatcher is, whatever your favorite player is, just search one shot, all one word, one life, all one word, blue and white logo, boom, are right there. Our stuff will live forever there. But also, if you're not familiar with podcasts. And you're not always in a position where you can listen to the show live or, you know, watch the stream on Facebook. You can get whatever podcast app you prefer. We're everywhere. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. um, Boy, Google Podcasts. The big one is is Apple Podcasts. We're up there. Um, Download whichever one you prefer. Search, same thing. One shot, all one word. One life, all one word. And we're there. And you can, you can save it. You can download every show to listen to it whenever you like at your leisure.
1: This is something you've had to teach me because I'm, <laughs> I'm not into the podcast world. So you, you're already checking things out with One Shot long before I even knew about it. You're like, I'm going to work on the podcast. The cool thing about it, once you went live this week, I subscribed on um, Apple Podcasts and a couple other ones. And I started getting notifications that my, that my show was up. Like, yeah. that is awesome. Yeah, like, automatically, you know. and like, hey, your show's back up, man. Yeah. Like, a
2: new episode. They can yeah. download automatically. So. And, and also, I want to say, too, what, what would really help us out yes. is if you would leave a review. Like us and subscribe to the, to the podcast on your favorite catcher. But if you leave us a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, that'll help huge.
1: Yeah. Get the word out more. Yeah. So you can do that. And also you can find us in the podcast section at KLAN.com as well. If you download the app, you can find it there too. So go to your favorite podcast platform and check it out. All of our past episodes. All right, we're going to wrap up the first segment here. I want to talk about faith and I alluded to it earlier, but in my book, One Shot, One Life, I share about how I asked the 92 good friends and colleagues What do you worry about that keeps you up at night? And we took their responses again. We compiled them into what people worried about most. Those areas were in this order. Money, people or relationships, faith, work and career, health, and then their overall hopes and dreams, feeling like they've missed out on on life altogether. In the book, I list out the top concerns that people had in each of these areas. And here are the top five worries or concerns that people had that I uh, asked uh, in the area of faith, and these are actual statements from those who responded. All right, The first one was this, I, uh, am I being the spiritual leader my family needs? I feel like I've been the spiritual leader, in air quotes, uh, in our home in name only, but not by actions. The second one is the spiritual growth of my kids and their faith. The third one, my personal faith. I feel stuck and I really want to grow, but I don't know what to do, and I feel lukewarm. The next one was discerning God's will for my life and my purpose as I make decisions that affect me and my family. And then the final one I have in the book is this. I don't really have a faith, but lately I've been asking myself, is there a God? And if so, I've been asking, what am I missing? And what am I afraid of letting go of? And I think that last question is very interesting. So we'll talk with Josh about that. I was a pastor for 13 years, and I can tell you this. These are all very, very valid concerns that people have. And I believe that faith is, is a critical part of every person's life. I also believe that we were all created uh, with the desire to explore faith. And since it's so critical, I want to make sure that we address this area on One Shot, One Life in a way that allows everyone, no matter where you fall on the faith spectrum, to openly explore your faith without judgment or criticism. And that is why I'm bringing on experts in this area that I trust to walk alongside us so that we can stop worrying about it and start winning in the area of faith. It's 1115 and we're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna welcome in Josh Luce to the show. Josh is the associate lead pastor at Lincoln Berean Church. And I'm super excited because we're gonna have a real, a transparent and a raw conversation about faith. Plus we're gonna open up the phone lines. You can call in now the Rick Stein recognition hotline at 402-479-1400. You're listening to One Shot One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN.
0: One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin & Bullion. Buying and selling precious metals such as silver, gold, platinum, and palladium. We buy and sell coins and bills, both domestic and foreign. You're listening to 1,499.3 KLIN. It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life on 1,499.3 KLIN.
1: Welcome back to One Shot, One Life. It eleven nineteen, and I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. I'm a thrilled to announce that One Shot, One Life is now available everywhere. You listen to podcasts. I want to thank Josh and Kenny for their hard work behind the scenes over the past few weeks to get us set up and rolling. All of our shows are now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I mean, the list goes on and on. Stitcher, Audible, iHeartRadio, and more. And as always, you can always find the podcast in the podcast section at KLAN.com. So go to your favorite podcast platform and check out all of our past episodes. Well, in the first segment, we talked about faith and the specific things that a lot of people struggle with in this area. Today's guest is going to help us navigate through the area of faith in a transparent and non-judgmental way. Josh Luce is the associate lead pastor at Lincoln Berean Church here in Lincoln, Nebraska. He's been a full-time pastor for over 22 years, and he's been serving in uh, the Lincoln uh, Berean Church for the past 11. And he's a great guy, absolutely somebody I trust in the area of faith, He's a husband, he's a dad, and I've been looking forward to having this conversation with you for a long, long time now, Josh. So, welcome to One Shot, One Life.
3: Doug, it's so good to be here with you and with your One Shot, One Life community, and I'm I'm stoked for the show today. Well,
1: we're having a great time in the studio, so Absolutely. you add to the to the fun well, thanks, that Doug. we're having here. Um, you know, since faith is such a vital part of people's lives in our community here in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, you were the first guest that I wanted to have on the show to talk about it. And I want to thank you for coming in because, I, you know, for us, it's been several weeks for us to get the schedule down and all that. But thank you for doing that because I really um, – I, you have a huge impact in this city, and I trust what you do, and you have a lot of respect from a lot of people. So thank you for coming in and just being willing to help us kick off this area of faith, first time we've ever talked about it on the show. That's awesome.
3: Doug, thanks. I'm honored to be a part of it.
1: Now, we actually uh, you know, we had to travel to Columbus, Ohio to meet for That's the first right. time. We're, <laughs> we're part of the same church, so my wife and I attend Lincoln Berean, uh, but it's so big that we had never really had a chance to meet. I was at this conference um, that I'll be at here in a couple of weeks, and I, had, I remember calling my wife saying, I think one of the pastors at Berean like, is here, like, and, but I don't know. She's like, well, go talk to him. So after the conference was over, I think I went up to you and I said, hey, are you, do you happen to be from Lincoln? You're like, yeah. And I said, do you happen to be a pastor
3: at Lincoln-Bree? And you're like, absolutely.
1: So that's kind of how we got to meet.
3: Yeah. You travel halfway across the U.S. just to connect with somebody in your own town.
1: I know. And it, worked.
3: <laughs> it worked. It worked. And now you're heading back there as a host, which, congrats, that's going to fit you well. in that. Contest.
1: Thanks. And we're going to do the show there live, too. That's awesome. So, yeah. And your dad actually was the reason— one, He's a dear friend of mine, got to know him um, for that year leading up to that, and then you know he won an award there. He won one of these right. these awards for his book, Seven Systems Plan.
3: Right, yep, he did.
1: So I'm um, very proud of him. So, all right, so you've been a pastor for over 22 years. Um, first of all, why don't you share with our audience a little bit about yourself, who you are, um, as much you want to share about your life, and then ultimately how you got to become the Associate Lead Pastor at Lincoln Berean.
3: You bet. Yeah, Doug, I'm... I'm going to be your most ordinary guy of yes. anybody you'll ever meet. So uh, just a normal dude. Uh, didn't think in my early years that I would be a pastor. And it's kind of unique how my story's played out and even the position spots that, that God's allowed me to uh, be in. But, man, I would say... Part of my story is I've got an incredible family, uh, really blessed uh, with my wife. We'll be married 20 years in May here. Congratulations! And uh, she's incredible. Got some kids just really enjoying the season. Got a son in high school, a daughter in middle school, and then a daughter in second grade. So wow. we're spreading across uh, a pretty wide variety of age and seasons right now. But just, just having a ball, enjoying the season of our lives for sure. How so, how has your career like
1: taken off? Like, you know, as far as where did you start out with? And now you're at Lincoln Brand, but you just didn't didn't end up there,
3: right? Yeah. So, as you already mentioned, my dad's a doctor, and I thought I was going to go into practice with him. That Mm -hmm. was my intention going into school. And uh, there were other plans at work within all of that. And so, I I wanted to help people, I thought maybe I want to help their physical heart and, and join into that. And through my freshman year of college, just a lot of things started coming to light. I don't think I can do eight years of this kind of study. Uh, there wasn't a passion within that. A lot of different circumstances that played into that. Uh, and an opportunity that I got to start working with students, with middle school and mm-hmm. high school students in a church context. And it just lit a fire within me. The The season that that our teenagers are walking through that forms their life and mm-hmm. shapes decisions. And the opportunity to join with that in, in faith uh, just... Just got me so excited, and uniquely, I got a chance to go on staff at that church in early years, and thought I'd be doing that for the rest of my life, Uh, but went back to my home church, was a pastor there for a little while, went out to uh, Boulder, Colorado, helped plant a church out there for a while, and then actually came back to Lincoln first working with students again. Thought I'd do that my whole life, and just in finding life is an adventure Mm. filled with lots of unknowns, uh, but have just continued to take steps each way, asking God what he's leading in, so... You know, it's interesting. God has a a
1: fun way of directing our lives if we're willing to listen. We'll talk about that in the next segment um, to understanding what is his will uh, and what is his will for us in our lives. I think back to, we've got similar stories, because I think back when I was 11 years old, uh, I was in church. um, One night, it was a Sunday night, our pastor's wife pulled me aside, grabbed me by the face, Mm -hmm. and said, one day you'll be a pastor. Wow! And you know what I was thinking in the back of my head? absolutely not. Heck no. (laughs) That's the last thing I want to be. And, uh, but the funny thing is, is God kind of weaved that into my heart. It was just that first spark of realizing that it was more, there was more to my life than just what my plans were. Right. I didn't know that then. Right. But, um, and then we started out as well, my wife and I working with youth Mm -hmm. and then moving on up as an executive pastor role, um, here at a church in Lincoln as well. So, so being a pastor, I know this, it's not always easy. Right. People think it is, right? And you work one day a week, right? One day a week. <laughs> it's easy. You got the life, and then you know, the next six days, you don't do anything until they see you again on Sunday. But that's just not the truth. Um, what is the most difficult part
3: about being a pastor? Mm. Doug, I would say the, the, the best part and the most difficult mm-hmm. all sit in the same spot, mm-hmm. and it, it's people, right? right? Uh, but but we're, we're broken people. And so that just seeing the hurt and the difficulty and the experiences that people walk through uh, by far is the most difficult part. Just, just walking next to them in, in difficult and hard situations. So
1: walk us through that. What's it like? like how do you walk through people? What, because I always tell people if, if you're part of a, a church and you have a pastor, just thank them mm-hmm. because it's all-consuming. It's mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. It involves your whole family. It's 24-7. People don't realize that you're pretty much never off the clock. So give me some examples of what is it like in the day of the life of a pastor. Right.
3: That's part of what I love about it, too. Every week is different uh, because your your week is scheduled around the people that you're working with Mm -hmm. and walking with. So uh, even this week, could be sitting with somebody in the hospital uh, and with their family as they're walking through a hospice situation, which is just really difficult is trying to navigate how do we sit in this season of our life as we lose somebody that's really dear to us. Um, But it can have a complete different extreme. You can go back to that same hospital and sit in the room with somebody that just had their first baby. And that can be all in the same week, sometimes even in the same day in the life of Mm. the pastor sitting down and walking with people uh, that are going through marriage difficulty or through uncertainty in life and be able to enter into some pastoral counseling within that, or uh, just being present in the lives of people as they're uh, trying to make decisions and mm-hmm. trying to learn, how is it that I, I follow God? How do I know his will? Uh, getting to shape that by looking at the Bible, studying that and being able to preach and share that. So past the pastoral uh, profession involves a lot of, opportunities. And I'd say every week almost looks different. So it's, it's always unexpected opportunities. Uh, but I think that's the thing I love the Mm -hmm. most is it's with people and you get a chance to walk with people and it's, it's incredibly fulfilling in that way.
1: So if you're listening, um, just consider this, you know, all the struggles that you go through, I mean, the good things and the difficult things that you go through in life and you're dealing with those. If you have a pastor in your life that walks alongside you, they're also taking on that burden. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So it's not just, and they've got their own lives, right? You've got kids. You've got a wife. You're trying to balance life and schedules and all that stuff. Uh, Reminds me of, you know, um, mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice. Because the biggest blessings in life, sometimes I feel, is when you can get so intimate with somebody and really walk alongside them, there's nothing
3: deeper than that, I don't think. I think that's a big part of my role is getting to, to help show others how to do that same thing. I don't think it all rests on the pastor. Their job is to... Show others how to continue to walk with one another too. So
1: right, and I want to. I'm going to ask you. I had a different question set up, but I want to ask you this. So um, I think a lot of people think too, if they have faith, that you know the pastors. It's kind of just their role to take care of things on you know whatever days you kind of get together, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality is, I believe we're all called to minister, whether a pastor or not. Can you just speak about that for a
3: second? Absolutely. I think if if you decide that you are following Jesus, you are part of His family. And a part of the church. And the church is not a place, it's not a building, it's people. And right. as as uh the opportunity to be a part of a church, every one of us has a role. Each one of us there has something that God has called us to use and do. And uh so there's there's no spectators within the church. It's an involvement sport, everybody's everybody's on the field. That's the way it should be. That's right. But a lot of times it's not. Right. And so
1: I think, you know, our discussion today is really gonna help us in that area. Sure and our listeners. All right. It is 1129. We're talking with Pastor Josh Luce. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. And when we return, we're going to dig into the question, how do I figure out God's will for my life? Mm-hmm. That's just an easy, one, easy huh? one for you to take care of for us, Josh. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on ninety nine three KLIN.
0: One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin & Bullion, where we treat each customer with respect and dignity. A customer who purchases $50,000 of gold is not treated differently than a customer selling a gold filling. Every customer uniquely contributes to our business success. You're listening to 1499 free klin You only have one shot in this amazing one life, helping you make every single day count. This is One Shot, One Life on
1: 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back. It's 1133. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thank you so much for joining us on One Shot, One Life. I want to thank our title sponsor, Lincoln Coin & Bullion. Pat, Courtney, Katie, and the crew there are a critical part of my financial team, and they're great to work with. Um, They've been my trusted precious metals dealer for over a decade. If you're in a current owner of precious metals or wanting to make your first purchase, it can be hard. Trust me. I know. And especially with everything you have going out there online and people trying to get, you just in that area, you just don't trust anybody. Um, But I know and trust Lincoln coin and bullion. Personally, I'd rather deal with somebody face to face Uh, who I know that I can go in and trust and walk alongside me through my investment process and not. And that's why I highly recommend Lincoln & Coin & Bullion. As a matter of fact, they're a vital part of my financial investment team, and that's why I think it's so important I will will, um, continue to promote them. And I try to make it a point to visit them once a month. As a matter of fact, uh, Pat just called me yesterday, you know, and was talking about just the scene of what's going on in our economy today. And I don't want to get too in-depth with it, but uh, it doesn't – What's going on underneath the surface is not actually what you're being told on the, on the top end. So just FYI on that. So he was telling me that it's a buyer's market right now and that, uh, that the supply for gold and silver is really tight. So now's the time to buy if you can, um, if you're interested at all. They've been around for over 15 years and they'll help you out. Simply go to LincolnCoinAndBullion.com for more information and they work by appointment only because they want to give you their full attention. So simply call them to make an appointment at 402-327-2853. That's 402-327-2853. And if you go in, tell them you heard it on One Shot, One Life, right? They love hearing that. All right. Well, if you missed the first part of the show today, I highly recommend that you go to kln.com or to anywhere that you listen to podcasts you can uh, listen to the first part of our show. Our guest today is Associate Lead Pastor of the Lincoln Berean Church, Josh Luce. Now, Josh, in the first segment, you shared a little bit about yourself and what it's like to be a role as a pastor. Um, But now in this episode, I really want to dig into faith. People have a lot of questions about faith, what it is, and how do we figure this whole thing in our our life? Nothing deep at all. I mean, something you can answer, you know, probably in 30
3: (laughs) seconds. But um, start walking us down the road of what is faith. Doug, I I think when we ask that, there's a general piece, right? Just uh, it's belief. It's a trust. It's a trust in something. And so uh, no matter what every one of us has faith, it's just what our faith is in. Right. And so I think the bigger question is we all are also dealing with a question of how do I find satisfaction within life? What is the purpose of life Mm -hmm. and where does that all resolve? And I think that's where we start to get pretty specific uh, which I would I would have some pretty specific thoughts on that. But generally speaking, it's going to be what do I believe in and how does that form and shape my life? How does that work in a person's life
1: then? I mean, it's especially with the pandemic going on, I was going to ask you this in the first segment. Maybe we can talk about it here as well. But, um, you know, faith is sometimes a really touchy issue with a lot of people. Mm. Um, and a lot of people haven't really explored it themselves, but right. yet it's still a touchy issue. It divides people. Mm. Um, it divides, you know, friendships, families, and all that. But let's take it a little bit deeper. You know, What is it? How, how do I start exploring it if I, if I really want to look into it? Like the question I had from uh, one of my responders
3: was, you know, um,
1: how do I know if I have a faith?
3: Sure. Yeah. Well, I think every one of us wakes up every day and we start making decisions based on the faith that we have, the way that we see the world and uh, the, what we want out of the world and how we want to take steps within it. So I think the first question we have to analyze Mm -hmm. is what is my position? Where am I sitting and thinking about decisions? Where does that come from? And I think for me, then it goes back to if if there is a God and this God is real, then what does he want in my life? And that's where I start to analyze what does my faith mean to me? Am I going to God asking him, what His plan and purpose is within life, and then am I reorienting my life in that direction?
1: So how would you encourage people to take that first step? What do I do? Like yeah. practical,
3: what are, what, what's the first thing I, think I should do? I think practically I just have to open my heart to say, is there a God mm-hmm. and is this God real, right? That's got to right. be step number one. I just have to be open to explore that. I think another step then would be stepping into a, a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. that you know that uh, is connected to a church, uh, somebody that professes their faith in, in Jesus and asking them, why is it that you have faith? What is it that you found uh, in Jesus that brings you to believe that he is the purpose within life? So I think those conversations are, are key. For me too, I would say, man, start digging into the Bible. If you want to know about faith, start reading and, and start exploring that. The book of John would be a great place to start if I'm just trying to figure out what is this God and what's his purpose and plan in life and how does that impact my life
1: and what people don't realize is the major religions in the world really um, go back to the first five chapters of the Bible right so if you want to learn about even just from a general standpoint and maybe you're just still you know you want to step back so I don't know if it's Christianity or where I'm at pull out the Bible read the first five chapters yep. or five books excuse yep. me five books that's and right. that'll get you a good start because that's really the foundation for um, I'm not going to say every religion in the world, but key religions in the world, um, what can draw themselves back to that. So, and, and you mentioned other thing, uh, when you, you know, when you have a good, solid, um, intimate conversation with somebody away from the noise of everything, Mm. uh, have been some of the most valuable faith uh, conversations I've ever had. Right. How do you approach that with somebody? You know what I'm saying? Doug, how would you approach that with somebody? I just go for the ask. That's what we say in the book. Right. You go for the right. ask. But I think a lot of people are, are concerned, right? They're right. like, what are gonna, people going to think? And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. Sure.
3: You know, I have all those questions. Yes. Yeah. But if I genuinely want to know, and if there's something in their life that has stood out in a way that I want to know more about that, mm-hmm. they're going to be honored to be able to share that with me. Right. That's, that's true in any situation. If, if I ask somebody about their family, because they just seem to be totally enamored with their family and find so much joy within their family. It's gonna be a delight for them to share that with me. So I think you're right, start with that ask. Maybe even, maybe it's a step of stepping into a church uh, and trying to figure Mm -hmm. out uh, what is this all about and and what does this mean? And so maybe that's an easier step. Uh, There's tons of online resources too, so you can start reading through that. But boy, I think find somebody that is actually living out what they believe and just make that ask.
1: How have you found that the pandemic has impacted people with their faith? Sure. Because it's made a, I mean, it's a huge, I mean, first of all, if you're just trying to explore it, that's one thing. But now all of a sudden we've had the pandemic, it's isolating people. Um, It's it's become more difficult for some people sure. because they haven't had that intimacy right. or that ability.
3: Yeah. You know, I can't speak broadly as an expert, but I can speak in our context of our mm-hmm. church. And so what I've seen, I've seen some incredibly beautiful things from our church in how it's impacted people of them starting to say, how can I be a part of the solution and helping others through this season? And so we've seen people start to uh, reach out to neighbors, uh, start to check in on people that they haven't seen, Mm -hmm. uh, start to, there are people delivering food at a certain point when when the others, uh, maybe a more vulnerable part of the community, couldn't get outside. And so I've seen incredible things like that. I've also seen a lot of isolation too impacting and people... Uh, just being reminded once again that we are made to live in community. And so uh, just seeing people impacted in that way uh, and seeing new opportunities. You and I were just talking about the opportunity within radio over the break, but also new opportunities for uh, the church to gather in various ways through the pandemic. Uh, I I don't think anything will ever replace the personal one-on-one conversation, right? I just think that we're made and wired for that. But we've seen other opportunities to even broaden the reach of the hope that we have. Taking that first step, it reminds me, um,
1: I saw this week Martin Luther King Jr. said, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase.
3: Absolutely. That's yep. that
1: first step. All right, let's get into then God's will. How, because I've gotten this question a lot, you probably have as a pastor as
3: well. I know in the book we did. Um, how do I know God's will for my life? Doug, I, I love this conversation. This, this gets me fired up because uh, I think it's a key conversation in life. Uh, And I I heard somebody say, once you ask the wrong question, you'll get the wrong answer. And Mm. so Mm. I think part of it is just looking at the question we're asking. Should the question be, how do I know God's will for my life? Or should the first question actually be, how do I know God's will? Mm. Because as people, we're often uh, self-focused and self-centered. And so often what we're asking in that question is, I have a plan and I want God to validate my plan. I want him to be some kind of genie to make my plans happen. And that's the wrong question to be asking. Mm. What we should be asking if we're trying to find the ultimate purpose in life is, God, what is your plan? What is your will? And then we adjust our lives to that plan.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Um, Before we close out this segment, I want to dig in a little bit deeper with – okay, so I want to go back and say, first of all, I love that. I, I love the rephrasing of the question. Um, But as we dig deeper, then how do we know God's will for our life? So people are saying, well, all right, what do I do? Like, where do I go with this faith? If I'm searching it out and I'm trying to grow, what do I do? How do I find out the next step to take? Sure.
3: Yep. So in that, we've got to just start thinking through where do I get my information, right? We all operate from a belief system. So I think first step is finding the ways that God speaks to you. So uh, I, I would say the first step is reading the Bible. That's God's word. And so in finding what he wants to do in your life, you would read his words to you. They're, they're his words that are uh, alive through every century. They're they're unchanging throughout all of history. And so what is the truth that he's asking me? And whenever I find areas where he's asking me to do something, I change and I start to do that. I'm not just reading to get intellectual information I'm actually reading to have an experience with God and continue to follow him in that. So that'd be the first place to start, right? And you can't do that unless you have a relationship with the God of the universe, with Jesus Christ. So the first step would be saying, God, I want to have a relationship with you. And I want to have an experience with you in a way of knowing what you're asking me to do every day. I think a lot of times we look at God's will as something out there that I have to find and seek. It's something down the road and I hope I don't miss it. But God's will is actually every day as I wake up and surrender my life to him and say, God, what do you want me to do today? And I start to read his word. I start to pray and ask that. I take uh, opportunity to talk with others in the church and listen. And then for those that have trusted in Jesus Christ, his spirit within us will speak to us as well.
1: And some people feel like they've missed out on life.
3: You sure. know what I'm
1: saying? They feel sure. like, ah, God, I, I'm, not, I'm not good enough. Or they hear the voices in their head from what other people have told them that they're not worthy enough. Mm that God can't use me. Can God use anybody?
3: I think that's the, the mistake that we come is that we have to somehow have it all together before we come before God. Mm-hmm. But God meets us just as we are. I think also going back to your original question, what's faith, right? right? I would say religion would be, what do I have to do to be right with God? What do I have to do? But faith or trust in Jesus would be, what has he done to make me mm-hmm. right with him? And so in that case, I would completely pivot. I would say, I, I'm not really religious. But I am a huge believer in a relationship with the God of the right. universe. And in that he would meet me right where he's right where I'm at and show me what he's done so that I can have a relationship with him. It's not based on me being perfect or the mistakes that I've made. It's based on what he's done for me.
1: And it's also, you know, goes back to meeting with other people as well. Right. Um this um last several weeks, you know, I lead a paid mastermind group where i have people from all across the country and one of the questions that we've been talking about is this like is in praying for our businesses and where we're at and what we're doing and um watching god move through that whole process and um we're just trying to grow together
3: right Right. trying to
1: figure out and we always talk about you know don't just you know one of the one of the questions somebody had this week in our group was well, how do I know if, like, I'm re- reading the Bible then, like, is God speaking to me? Mm. Can I just pull a scripture out? Mm. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not going to just pull a scripture out. We're going to look at context of the scripture. Right. Is it a promise and all that? Um, but I think the, the way that you can work through that, and you had mentioned this earlier, is surrounding yourself with other people.
3: Absolutely. People
1: who have a little bit more experience and people who don't in their area of faith and be regularly uh, and consistently
3: involved with a dialogue. Yep. Um, Faith was never meant to be lived alone, hmm. right? And we were never created to live alone in isolation. That's why isolation is so difficult for us. We're created to be in community and finding God's will is worked out within community as well. Yeah. All
1: right. So uh, we're going to take another break here and we're going to come back. I don't want to get away from this question. I want to make sure that we talk about like, if you're turned off from, you know, faith at all, um, what do I do? I want to talk about that when we return. We're also going to look a little bit more um, into the area of faith as we look at um, the next steps that we take. What do we do? Where do we go? Um, and and how does this fit within our lives? Because our culture today is really pitting people against each other, whether it's politically, whether it's um, you know with the, the pandemic. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. We're seeing family member against family member, friend against friend, uh, co-worker against coworker. and does faith play a role in that? Can we, in some way, allow faith to allow us to grow closer together, or are, are we just going to continue to tear each other apart? So, all right, we're going to take a quick break here. It is 1147. We're talking with Pastor Josh Luce. Uh, the political scene is hard out there, and we're going to take that up here in the next segment. Um, you're listening to One Shot, One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, and ninety-nine three KLIN.
0: One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin & Bullion, where we respect our clients' privacy. We discourage walk-ins to minimize customer overlap and fully encourage all customers to call us to schedule an appointment. We operate by appointment only to offer our customers a discreet and confidential transaction. You're listening to ninety-nine three K KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin & Bullion, where we respect our clients' privacy. We discourage walk-ins to minimize customer overlap and fully encourage all customers to call us to schedule an appointment. We operate by appointment only to offer our customers a discreet and confidential transaction. You're listening to ninety nine three KLIN. Hi. Helping you tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. It is 1151. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. My mind is just racing here, so I'm getting ahead of myself because the conversation is so good. Uh, but we've got a lot of great shows coming up the next uh, few weeks. Next Saturday, we don't have a show because of Husker football, but Saturday, October 23rd, I'll be down in Columbus, Ohio. Kerry Oberbrenner will be my guest. He's the owner and CEO of Igniting Souls Publishing Agency. He's also a Wall Street Journal USA Today bestselling author, and we're going to talk about how to write that book. A lot of people want to write it. He's going to give you the secret steps to do that, plus how to publish your book, and then turn it into multiple streams of income. So tune in October 23rd to One Shot, One Life. And if you have an amazing story to tell about, or you know somebody who might uh, be a great guest to have on the show, simply contact me. Just send me a quick email, doug at KLIN.com, doug at com. I don't want to take up much more time because I want to get back to Josh. We've been talking with Pastor Josh Luce about faith. First of all, thank you so much again for coming in. It's been really Really good. We're getting comments on Facebook. Um, James says, good to see you. Good to see you, James. He's checking you out there. Jenny's on as well. We appreciate that, and thank you so much for tuning in uh, on Facebook. Now, Josh, I want to get back to a question I had initially set up for the first segment, or excuse me, the the last segment we were in. Didn't have time enough to get there. But what would you say to the person who's been turned off by church or faith in general? Because I just read this um, poll from Gallup. It says, fewer than half of U.S. adults say they belong to a church, synagogue, or a mosque, according to a New Gallup survey that was released earlier this year. Um, the poll says uh, it indicates that religious membership in the U.S. has fallen to just 47% among those who are surveyed. So what about people that are turned off by faith?
3: Yeah, Doug, and I know there's a lot of people that could definitely relate with that, that have been a part of the church or had some exposure to the church or been hurt by the church. And I, first I would say, if you have been hurt by the church, I'm sorry. Mm. I would just start there. Uh, We are people and we are imperfect people. And because of that, there's no perfect church, obviously. And so there are many people that walk with either a limp or pain or some experience with somebody that has turned them off or hurt them deeply from the church. And I would just be the first to say, I'm sorry about that. Mm. But also uh, that's a part of the journey that we're on, uh, that God would love imperfect people and show them, how to walk with him, and so i would I would encourage you to still to still have an open mind uh, for the church and for God and what he may have in store in spite of people right it 's difficult it is difficult a lot of times people don 't
1: realize, especially in relationships and things that happen they don 't realize that there are things going on in their, in the other person 's life that they don 't realize, yeah. and a lot of times we judge right, right? we judge people based upon that. And, um, you know, people may say or do or act out in ways and we not realize that maybe they're reacting to something else that's happening in our lives, but it just happened to come out on us. Absolutely. And then we get turned off for some reason. And hopefully in this area, it's not about faith or attending church or whatever it is for, for somebody who's listening. All right. Yep. So, all right, well, let's dig into this one. Um, I tell you what, the political scene, social unrest, the pandemic, you know, the past two and a half years have brought on a tremendous amount of change in our culture. And it hasn't been a slow change, very rapid change over the last 18 to 24 months. And to me, it's not good. I've seen some pretty difficult things. It seems like there's a lot of negativity and hate that grows basically by the day. Right. And it's impacting people's lives. A lot of it's pitting family against family, friend against friend, coworker against coworker. Um, but there's got to be more to this than there is on the surface. Can you walk us through that?
3: Yeah, Doug, I would say first off, I'm not an expert in this area, right? But I'll give you some observations with, with this. And and I think one of them would be first that this is nothing new, right? right. For, for centuries we've been dealing with this, but it's definitely magnified right now in this season. And there is a growing tension. I was just in a conversation with somebody last night Uh, who studies sociology, and they were just saying, we are not healthy people right now. Mm. And I think we see that all across the board. And we're turning to all sorts of different things to try and alleviate the stress and tension, and that's just compounding the problem. Right. But uh, even, I I was reading an article, the American uh, Psychology Association was saying that we were facing a national mental health crisis that Mm -hmm. could yield serious health and social consequences for years to come that was written during the pandemic. So definitely we are in a place where we're hurting. We're not healthy as people, and unhealthy people respond in unhealthy ways uh, in situations. And so we're seeing that across the board for sure.
1: Well, we've had guests in as well. We've had a couple of counselors in talking about they're just, they're just full right now. Absolutely. I mean, they cannot keep up with people's needs. Right. How does faith play a role in that then? Right. I mean, because honestly, my opinion, just my opinion, um, this is a spiritual battle. This sure. has been going on since the beginning of time. This isn't about person against person. This is a spiritual battle behind the scenes.
3: So to me, faith does play a role in this. What do you think? Yeah. I, you know, part of what I think I've observed through this pandemic and through this season is that it has exposed things that were under the surface and right. brought them to the surface. Right. right. And I think one of the things that we're seeing within this too is uh, we are all people that need something greater than ourselves. Because if left to us and our own devices, uh, we just can't do it well. And so I think part of faith is realizing I need something outside of myself in order to actually make me whole, to make me complete, to give me the satisfaction, to bring me to health and the ways that I can live and interact with people Mm -hmm. in in a way that's healthy even. Um, And so I think that's the first aspect of it. But then also the posture that we engage these kind of conversations in really matters. Yeah. And I think faith plays a huge, huge role within that. We had discussions earlier um,
1: on KLIN, I did with a uh, crew at Drive Time Lincoln, and uh, we were talking about just how people are pitting themselves against each other, basically. And the reality is, a lot of times they're doing it outside of the context of a face-to-face conversation. Mm. And I always tell people, don't. I mean, social media is the worst place right. to make a political statement or religious statement. Because if we disagree on something, I guarantee that we can sit down and we can work it out. And when we leave, if we're belly to belly, we can leave the conversation. We can be friends and still respect each other. That's absolutely right. We live in the culture we create. So how are we showing up? Yeah. Josh, thank you so much for coming in. This was really good. Seriously, we're going to have you back because we could keep going on and on. And we didn't even get to half the questions I want to ask you. So thank you so much for being here. Doug, thanks for letting me be a part of it. Uh, This is great. Well, Josh, thank you so much. It's been a great conversation. If you'd like to listen to the podcast of this show or our previous shows, you can find them at KLIN.com and all podcast platforms. You can also catch the video playback on our Facebook page at 1400 KLIN and at one shot, one life.com. Again, we want to thank today's guest, Josh loose and special thanks to my producers, uh, Johnny Cadillac, and Josh. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you Saturday, October 23rd, live from Columbus, Ohio. Until then, take full advantage of your amazing one life and make every single day count. Thank
0: you for listening to the One Shot, One Life Show. Visit oneshotonelife.com to get a free download of our theme song. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now, oneshotonelife.com. And listen every Saturday morning at 11, right here on ninety nine three KLIN. One Life.